Welcome back to the Georgia 2024 show. We're glad to have you. I'm on the road out of the studio this week, but I'm with my co-host, Bill Quinn. Welcome, Bill. Hey, hey, so, Todd. How are you? We're good. Good. It's hot here, but that's okay. We're uh, brought to you by the Georgia Record, georgiarecord.com. have an announcement. We have another paper in the CDM matrix uh, network, the Colorado Free Press. So go to coloradofreepress.com and help us write. If you're in Colorado, contact the, the editor, Jim Zitlow. He's on the site or contact the email address on the site. And uh, we, need, we need people to bring us stories, ideas. If you see something, say something. We're here to we're running to the sound of the guns in Colorado, so please join us there. Today we have a, wow, a packed week in Georgia, um, and we have a great show. Beth Majeroni is going to join us to talk about what happened in Chatham. We've got our uh, good friend David Cross, who's the second vice chair of the Georgia GOP, to talk about election integrity. Holly Kessler is going to be here. Just a lot of news, and Bill and I are going to talk about some really uh, important things at the end of the show. Um, but before we get there, I want to make our weekly appeal for the no ad subscriptions, please sign up. It's 10 bucks a month. You get access to all of our sites globally. You know, in Ukraine, they are, uh, the Daily Mail is now calling exclusives. Some of the stuff we reported in 2019 and 2020 on the Biden crime family activities in Ukraine. We are literally a global company. We have global podcasts. Check us out, check out all our sites, but sign up for our no ad subscriptions, pay us 10 bucks a month. There's also an annual reduced rate and you can get all of our news globally with no ads. I know people don't like ads popping up, but we have to make money. We have to survive and we depend on you. We don't get Zuckerbucks. So uh, please help us out there. Uh, David, you got anything before we start with our first guest, Beth? Uh, Bill, not David, Bill. Bill <laughs> That's right? fine. No, I'm, <laughs> no, I'm excited to hear what Beth has to say. We've been hearing about uh, the events in Chatham County and uh, can't wait to hear the latest that uh, you and she discussed. I spoke with her yesterday. We pre-recorded. So here we go. Tony was kind enough to join us and tell us about her experience in Chatham County at the Board of Elections meeting. Welcome to the show, Beth. Thank you. So you had quite uh, an experience. And can you set the backdrop of what was going on when you went up to speak? I mean, because there's a lot behind the scenes that maybe people don't really know what had happened beforehand and what was, was about to happen. Well, I, there's the long story and the short story. I'll try the short story and you can okay. uh, tell me if you need more information. Sure. So um, it all started actually um, at the primary in May on May 24th in 2022. And I mm -hmm. was a precinct chair and I was a poll watcher at my own precinct that day. Saw some election irregularities that could or could not have been anything, but decided for my precinct, I would ask for copies of the ballot, ballot custody information, a number of um, open records requests were generated by me. And so in the process of going through following the ballot custody, I got a document that was conflicting with uh, information that I had acquired from talking to uh, personnel in the elections board of elections office. I had a taped mm -hmm. call. So there was discrepancy. So uh, that was probably in July. Yeah. And I, I started last August, my quest to get in front of the grand jury and take the board of elections supervisor to the grand jury with the charge, potential charge of violation of office for election irregular or yeah, election irregularities. Um, mm -hmm. as well as falsifying documents. And so I did finally get in front of the grand jury twice and uh, he was finally subpoenaed on March 1st after I had presented for two and a half hours. And he was subpoenaed on March 1st and the grand jury, while they did not charge him, doesn't mean he didn't do anything wrong. They just chose mm -hmm. not to charge him. They made recommendations mm -hmm. instead. And two of those recommendations were that I should get uh, copies of certain things related to ballot custody that had not been provided to me. But, and then the other thing was related to the Q QR code. I was supposed to get information related to the QR code, but they were mm -hmm. giving him 90 days to get me the information on what's contained in the QR code. Yeah. So 90 days ran out June 1st and then July 1st uh, rolled on by. And I had this opportunity last Monday to present to the board of elections first time at that particular body. 
and then we have what all the tapes will uh, verify happened when I tried to ask for the copies that I hadn't gotten um, yet from the Board of Elections. Well, that's great. So this was the Chatham County Grand Jury, right? Correct. Okay. So how long were you supposed to be able to speak during this time when you got up at the hearing? It was the Board of Elections hearing, correct? The Board of Elections hearing. It was yeah. their first what I would call meeting with formal public comment. Usually um, they, they had been since COVID anyway on Zoom. So almost for two years or more, they'd been on Zoom and, you know, people would come on, but they weren't allowed to speak. And then in May, somebody tried to speak when they were finally back in person and they wouldn't let them speak. And then I think mm. in June, they let a couple people speak. Well, this time, July, this is my first one. But yeah. um, in July, I walked in and they had the sign in book and they had the rules on a little like bookmark card of what you could and couldn't do. And mm -hmm. uh, they had refitted the room, apparently, to hold more people. And so we had about 60 people there. We have a big uh, grassroots patriots mm -hmm. group here in Savannah. Right. And most of the people there, they were probably, I want to say, 15 speakers, maybe. And most of them were going to talk about the Haldeman report and mm -hmm. how that cast date on the Dominion system. And we were requesting paper ballots that are hand marked on uh, watermarked paper and counted at the precinct level. That was sort of the, the plan of what we wanted to get out of the meeting. Were you trying to do that in addition to the Dominion machines or instead of? I'm just curious. Um, instead of the Dominion machines. Okay. 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 And instead of the ballot marking devices. But when I, mean, right. I, sort of, when I say Dominion system, it's sort of all of it combined. Right. We sure. want to go back to ballots, but we want to do better. We want to have it on authenticated paper so that you can tell that it's not just something somebody's copied and we want it counted at the precinct level so we can actually have um, our results, hopefully by midnight. <laughs> <laughs> like they do in France. So, exactly. So you had how many minutes to speak? Did they tell you? Yes. The card that when I signed in, uh, the, uh, they, the lady, you know, asked me if I was speaking. Yes. Mm -hmm. Sign in. Okay, fine. And then there was a card there that you could take that had the rules on it. So what and was that? Was like three, minutes, three minutes. Okay, three minutes. Three minutes. Yes. And so, I, just as a just as a PS, I, yeah. for the past almost two years, I've spoken at the Board of Elections almost every time. So almost close to tw at least twenty times. Uh -huh. I'm a I, I'm a, a regular speaker there. If I don't speak, they wonder where I am. Mm -hmm. um, and so I know the drill. I'm always very respectful. Um, I always have facts. I don't yell, I don't scream, it's not my style. I just go in and say, here are the facts, you know, and here's my request. And thank you very much. <laughs> so I'm <laughs> used to this drill. So we acquired several videos of the hearings and we measured the time when you started and when Mr. Mahoney said for you to stop and it was about a minute and 11 seconds or so. Is that your recollection? Yes, I always practice my speeches whether for uh -huh. wherever I'm going. Um, at, over and over again with my little phone and I do my timing and that speech was about a minute and a half and I was so excited because normally my speeches for the school board, which is three minutes, go to like two minutes and 59 seconds. So I'm like speed speeding through and I thought, oh, I actually have a little breathing room in this speech. This is great. So I knew that I, I guessed it was a minute 15. So that would yeah. sound right to me. So uh, you were well below the limit of time that you were allowed to speak, correct? Exactly. So what happened then? I mean, what, what did he tell you? I mean, I'm, I'm sure people have seen the video, but in your words, why did he tell you to stop speaking? Uh, he, he said, I'm going to have to stop you there. He gaveled it down and I'm going to have to stop you there. And I'm thinking, wait a minute, this isn't, I've been to enough of these meetings. I know uh -huh. you can't decide, you can't censor what somebody's going to say. You may not right. like it. You don't have to comment, but um, anyway, so he gaveled down and within a matter of seconds, the police were right there. And I'm like, wow, what happened? It just totally, uh, you know, it, it was so fast. It was almost like it was premeditated. I, was I can't ask, say it was, you, but it yeah. felt like it. So after being carried out by the police, you, you tried to come back in, right? Can you tell us about that? Yes. Um, I, they just sort of <laughs> dropped me, deposited me outside mm -hmm. the door. So they didn't arrest you or didn't no, risk you? There, I didn't, I, nobody yeah. ever told me what I did wrong. Right. And um, so they just didn't want you talking. They just didn't want me talking. I got yeah. to the words. In addition, 
um, there were conflicting accounts that the grand jury noticed, and then that's where they stopped me. I see. Um, I see. And so they didn't want to hear any more. I don't think they, I think the first time I was talking about the grand jury, it took them a minute to realize what I was really saying. And then when I started in, in addition, <laughs> the grand jury noticed conflicting accounts. That's when they shut it down. So they were like, we've had enough of this. And um, that was that. What did the police say anything to you outside? Um, well, I tried to, I did on the body cam, you can actually mm -hmm. see I'm, I'm walking back towards the door and the officer's mm -hmm. like, what do you need? And I said, well, you're asking me to leave. I don't have my keys for one. So I can't mm -hmm. get my car and do what you're asking. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I don't have my phone because when I'd gone up to speak, I'd taken my phone and put it on the pe uh, podium with me because I didn't mm -hmm. want to leave it at my seat. My bat, my pocketbook bag, whatever was back at my seat. My, mm -hmm. All my, my book, my valuables, all that. It mm -hmm. was all scattered all over the room. And I think mm -hmm. papers fell and I wanted my stuff back. Of and course, so he's yeah. like, he said, well, I'll go look for it. I'm like, no, you're not going to find it because it's all over the room. And so anyway, that's that was my panic at the moment um, yeah. in that I wanted my things back. So, of course. So we've if, if, did they give you any like uh, after the meeting, any explanation of why you were pulled out or any communication? With I've the listened to. Board? Um, yeah, I've yeah. listened to, the, fortunately, I had a lot of friends there and they, mm -hmm. they took a lot of videos. And mm -hmm. so I've gone through a lot of them. And um, Mr. Mahoney, Chairman Mahoney, who mm -hmm. is both a lawyer and a part-time judge for Thunderbolt, which is a little tiny township yep. here in Savannah, you know, you probably know, know it well. I grew up and, on Alapol, um, so I know it well. Yeah. <laughs> hey, there you go. And so he, um, the, the audience apparently was, I wasn't in there after that, but uh, the audience apparently was saying, well, why did you stop her? And he's like, I stopped Ms. Majeroni because she was talking about information about the grand jury that's inadmissible here. She needs to take that back in front of the grand jury. And the grand jury found that the Board of Elections did nothing wrong. And Ms. Majeroni needs to go back there, I guess. And it was sort of mm. interesting that he was not totally secure. It sounds like when mm -hmm. I've listened, when I've gone back and listened to it, I don't remember it at the time when he's sort of like, I guess I, I would think if you'd made that big of a scene, you would have been pretty sure that what you were, what somebody yeah. was saying was actually inadmissible. Um, everything I, I wrote in my speech, which I've since put on on my Twitter account, just so people could see what I didn't get to. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Everybody's oh, like, good. I want to see the end. I want to see yeah. the end of the movie. But so anyway, tell us about um, that. What were you going to say? Uh, essentially, I was going to go through about the QR code where there were uh -huh. conflicting accounts and the grand jury said I should get a copy of what's in the QR code. Um, and then at the end, I was going to say, so um, it's been four months. I should have gotten it at least by June 1st. Do I have to take you back to the grand jury or are you going to give me what the grand jury um, uh -huh. asked you to give me? That was essentially the ending of my speech. And there that was that so was it. That's that's what he didn't want coming out. And that was my so, purpose. I I, yeah. I tried going through the grand jury to get what I, I needed and didn't. So I went to the source and asked was gonna ask them, will you please give me what the grand jury has legally required you to give me, which in theory, Mr. Wooden is in uh, contempt of court. I'm no lawyer, mm -hmm. but it would appear mm -hmm. to me he's not following what legally he was supposed to follow. So um, I, I've thought about taking him back for that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, I, I think at this point, I'm I'm glad I handled it the way I did, even though I'm yeah. sorry I went through what I went through. But sure. it, it probably maybe will give me a chance to go back and take him back and try and get it. Well, the, way the, away. the consequence is a lot more people know about this now than they did before. Uh, That's what I was thinking showing on the Georgia record. Yeah. And since the grand jury is uh, the people's court and is composed of my fellow citizens, I would think there'd be enough publicity that perhaps they would vote out of the 23 people who are there that they mm -hmm. would vote to hear my case, because mm -hmm. I don't know if you're aware or others are aware, but there has to be a vote of at least eight members who want to take up a case. And so mm -hmm. that's the first step in getting yourself heard is you have to write a compelling enough complaint that they will, you know, eight people will say, yes, we want to hear, you know, more about this. We think there might be an issue. So. Interesting. So do you have any, so you may take them back to the grand jury. Any other plans for your activism going forward? Uh, well, I have, I have spoken with um, some law firms about uh -huh. uh, free, some freedom of speech law firms 
And mm-hmm. I think there may be a statement that I can make by pursuing legal options. I'm not there yet, but I am okay. speaking with several different uh, law practices. And then uh, I will continue to expose things in the city. I'll continue to speak up for things. I won't be mm-hmm. silenced. And it's made a difference in this at the school board. And mm-hmm. it's making a difference at the board of elections. It looks like it, Beth. I really appreciate your time. And if more happens, we want to have you back on. But thanks for coming on today. Okay. Thank you so much for having me. Have a great day. Take care. You too. Bye. Bye. Well, Bill, your thoughts on that? Boy, you know, a pretty strong lady for having gone through what she went through. I can't imagine being lifted off my feet and carried out of a room. Um, yeah. We're gonna we're gonna talk a little bit more about this later later in the show, um, but she uh, she made a few comments about some things that the way they happen. We're gonna explore that a little bit more um, after we hear from David and the, and then Holly. All right. So uh, one of the things that is really critical in the United States right now is to support patriotic companies, and uh, that's you need to stop shopping at the big box retailers where they are buying everything from China. Uh, you know you need to really try to find local businesses that are in your corner and stop feeding the beast, uh, whether it be shopping from Amazon or anything like that. So before we get to our next guest, I'm going to run a quick ad from our good friend, David Cross. Hi, I'm David Cross, and you might know me from all the work I've done on election integrity, but you may not know that I own U.S. Asset Management, an investment advisory company where our job is to help you make better decisions with your money. One of the things we won't do is invest your money with big companies that are trying to push the woke agenda. If you have your money invested with one of the big firms, there's a pretty good chance your money is feeding the beast that hates your values. Our company is 100% conservative, and we'd love to have an opportunity to work with you. Look up U.S. Asset Management at us-am.com. So let's bring on our, uh, our, our good friend, David. Hi, Thanks guys. Come on, David. Hi. So, My pleasure. Uh, Bill, how did you want to take this? Um, go ahead. David, why don't you give us a, a high level of what you'd like to cover, and um, we'll go ahead and, uh, and get your uh, slides queued up here whenever you're ready. All right. And I, I apologize for, you know, I thought that they went through just fine, but apparently – Email systems can't handle, you know, 15 megabytes. You know, it's so. fine. I think we have them loaded and whenever you, whenever you want, my friend. Thank it's, you. Especially, so, so, David, so, so. when they deal with election integrity, they have real problems. Those kind of files <laughs> it's a special filter. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So so the high level t- today and this is this is really exciting and very action oriented for you know for all of your viewers that are out there and I hope that they share this broadcast with every you know with all their friends. This is a special week. On Friday of this week, of of this coming week, on the 21st and the 22nd, the Republican House members are getting together to caucus. And for anybody who doesn't know political words, caucus just means get together to talk about political stuff, all right, Um, and talk about strategy. So they're all getting together. Um, I don't want to say where they're getting together because I don't want people to invade their privacy. But the reality is they're all getting together in one place. And... We've had some of our activists that are out there talking with some of these, some of our uh, representatives and saying, we want hand marked, hand counted paper ballots, you know, in, in my county. And some of the some of the representatives out there are saying, I would love to do it. I totally support it. Um, but I'll hop on board when when I see some of my other buddies hop on board. And so you, you've got these people who are supposed to be leaders that are a bunch of chickens that are just, they're waiting for somebody else, you know, to, to lead the way. So it's just crazy that we have leaders that are not, that are not stepping up and being leaders. Um, one of the things I think is really exciting too, is that we had a Democrat um, in Atlanta that's, that she switched over and became a Republican. And I think that she's going to be one of the people that's going to actually help us, you know, with leading the charge here. So we'll, we'll see how things work out. But the reason why this is action oriented is because, the slides that we've got online at our website at gaballots.com and that uh, Garland Favorito has at Voter GA, we want you to use those, print them out, take them to your, you know, to your local elected officials and drop it off at their office, at their place of business and say, we want this, we support it. 
And more importantly, we support you for taking a leadership role in doing this. And you don't need to be rude. You don't need to be, you know, you don't have to go out there and, and attack them or anything like that. Just say, we really need this. Um, because the reality is, is that 8%, you know, 8% of people out there are really true leaders and 92% of, of people in the world are what I would call, you know, uh, blind followers. And unfortunately, there, there's a lot of blind followers that we have in, in our leadership roles in, in, you know, in the state house. And we need them to get on board with this. So we need everybody's help here this week. Great. Great. Um, so do you have a sense of, of what is to be discussed at this caucus or is that part and parcel of what you're going to be covering now? It's super secret. You know, what's going to be, I have no idea. And, and the reality is, is that, you know, all the folks that I've reached out to and I've asked for, you know, for an agenda, I can't get one, you know, they're keeping it, you know, they're keeping it secret, you know, among themselves. Right. And that, and that's totally fine. But the reality is, is that if we don't talk about it with our with our legislators, then they're not going to talk about talk about it when they when they get you know when they get to their retreat. Mm-hmm. The reality is, is that if we have a bunch of people that you know reach out to the to you know to the representatives and express the viewpoint, then what's going to happen is when they do get together this weekend, the buzz is going to be about oh my gosh, I had ten people that dropped off all these documents about hand counted hand marked paper ballots. What do you think? And they're going to have some of us go, oh, my gosh, I had like seven people drop them off at my place or three people or two or whatever. And it's going to become part of the conversation. And we have to we have to really work to push it into the narrative. Yeah. If you remember during the legislative session, one of the things we heard um, as more and more folks got involved in the in the key bills was legislators were were known to say, holy smokes, I got 100 phone calls the last two days. These people are really, you know. They're they're watching. They're interested in, right. in weighing in on this. So, um, what you're describing is very much like that. Maybe the next step, actually going and dropping these off, so they see them and and you get to go eyeball to eyeball with them. Correct. And the thing is, is that anybody who's watching this, you don't have to know all there is to know about about what you're presenting to them. What I can tell you is that what what we have, it's accurate, it is truthful. And it is actionable, and we have to we have to stand up. There's too many people that are spending too much time, you know, looking at their phones or looking at their iPads and reading about things, but not actually getting up and going to see their legislators or going to the, you know, to the election board meetings or going, you know, to the, you know, to the county, you know, to the county, um, you know, to the county chairman and meeting with them or going to those meetings or you know, in some of the smaller counties going and meeting you know, the probate judge that takes care of, uh, that takes care of elections. Yep. Well, David, I think it's, you know, it's our generation that's going to have to save this country, right? I mean, the, the, the younger generations are just not educated. And, uh, and, and we've had a problem, like we just opened a paper in Colorado, we mentioned, and we're having trouble getting people wanting to put their name on things. I mean, I find that fascinating. I mean, they literally are about talking about destroying your grandchild's life or their genitals. I mean, why would you not be involved for your kids and your grandkids. So I would encourage people to do this. And if your legislature doesn't respond appropriately, legislator, tell us, tell us who's not on board or tell us who needs a nudge. And we'll, we'll, what people don't like right now is media accountability and we're providing it in spades. So thank you. Well, with, with the legislators that are out there, this, this weekend is really going to be an opportunity for them to go out and put their hand up and say, I'm behind this because mm-hmm. I want to help. I want to help save America. You know, there was a time in the past when, when we when we had hand counted, you know, um, hand marked paper ballots, and we got the results. You know, f- yeah. fairly quickly. You know, we're. It seems like our. You know, the society right now is addicted to. I need to know right this hot second. And the reality is, if we don't know till two o'clock in the morning, you know, or midnight, you know, or the next morning, that's okay as long as well, it's, it's counted. Become- it's, it's become election. It's become election month, right? I mean, so they're not getting the speed they advertise with these machines. They're just delaying until they find enough ballots. Correct. What What about All right, our Bill? Slides? Hop, hop, hop into the, hop into that presentation with those slides if you got it there. You bet. There it is. Awesome. It worked. All right. So it's time to save America. The question is: Is what will you do? And that that's that's the key. Go to the next one. Oh, well, this was going to be a cute little thing, but go, go ahead and, and pop to the next one. It was it was going to be it was it was showing um, from Schoolhouse Rock, like people putting, you know, people putting their ballots, you know, in, into the ballot device. Uh, um, but we used hand marked paper ballots for 200 years. But then then we 
we, we turned to machines because we wanted instant results. The, the problem is, is that we thought that the machines were accurate and they were safe, like a Scantron that you took a test on, you know, in high school, you know, or, or that you took in, in college. And there's two totally different machines. Go to the next one. We're going to breeze through these pretty quick. So okay. we trusted our government and the politicians. We all thought, we all thought it was like schoolhouse rock and they weren't out there to screw us. And as it turns out, you know, we basically put, you know, the foxes in charge of, you know, of guarding the hen house. And this is where we've come today. So right now there are mountains, there's mountains of evidence that suggests that we have been duped over the years. And it didn't just happen. It's happened like over like the last, you know, 20, 30, 40 years or so that, that elections have been cheated on. And what's really fantastic about where we are right now in time is that in the past, if I came to you guys and said, we found this really cool piece of information, we'd present it. And then people would be like, oh my gosh, that's interesting. What do I do with it? They wouldn't know what to do with it. And then it would be like another month or two before we came back and said, oh my gosh, we have another piece. So now what we're going to give you is a, is a culmination of the most important and actionable pieces. Go to the next one. So everybody's heard about the Holderman report. Uh, and if you haven't, it's a technical analysis of the vulnerabilities in Georgia's election system. All right. It was done by this guy. Go to the next slide. I think it's there you go. All right. So. It's a 96 page document. It is exhaustive. It took me like a week to get through it. Um, he's, he, he's a professor at Michigan State University, and he wrote up this report that talked about all the different vulnerabilities. Now, the guy is a computer programmer. He's a professor of computer science and engineering. He literally every year has, you know, has like this geek squad of people that try to hack into, you know, into, into the different voting machines, and they are spectacular. All right, so go to the next one. All right, so Halderman wrote, this is one of the key findings, all right? This says, you know, principal findings number 1.1. Halderman wrote that the touchscreens can subvert all security mechanisms. Not a few, not some, not many, but all. And that's the key here. The system that we've got right now is not secure. Go to the next one. All right. He also said that the touchscreens can subvert all security mechanisms. So, you know, he's saying that, you know, that, uh, that people in Georgia really should have no confidence that their votes are being counted correctly and that any future elections conducted on these machines would be reasonably secure from an attack. And so what we've learned is that a lot of people think, oh, it's the dirty Democrats that are doing it. And the Democrats think it's the Republicans that are doing it. And the reality is, is this anybody who wants to get elected that's got cash, you know, can pay hackers you know, to, to, to go in and manipulate results. It's that, it's that cut and dry. Go to the next one. All right. So this was really kind of cool. So a single poll worker card. So I was a poll manager. And one of the things that I had to do in, in my 17 and a half hour day that I worked, which was ridiculous, was I had to set up these machines. And there's a poll worker card that you could put in to the ballot marking device. That's what BMD means. And whenever you see these acronyms, BMD, that means that's the touchscreen. You see something that says ICX, that's the touchscreen, okay? I love to use these acronyms. But it says that a single poll worker card can be used to compromise an entire county. So when you go check in to vote, Halderman created a bogus card that when you go up to vote, instead of you sliding in the one that, you know, that the poll workers gave you, you could slide in a bogus one. And it would take about three seconds to upload a virus that would infect your machine, infect all the machines around it, and all the machines in the county. That's what Hallerman found. And that's why these machines are, you know, one of the reasons why these machines are not secure. Go to the next one. All right. So <clears throat> one of the rebuttals that we got in Gwinnett County was the Secretary of State cited an unsigned report from this group called MITRE that said they called Professor Halderman a researcher, okay? They just kept referring to him as researcher. He's a professor. The man teaches the, you know, teaches this stuff. Um, but the, the, the report that Raffensperger says, oh, Halderman's just full of it. He has no idea what he's talking about. That report was put out by this group called MITRE, and it goes through and refutes a, a, lot, of the, a lot of the allegations that are in there. But what most people don't know is that that report was not signed by anybody and number two is that uh, it was paid for by Dominion. So 
Um, that's just crazy. And last month, there were 29 different experts that came that came out that are members of MITRE that wrote to MITRE, and that's on the next page here, that said, um, you know, what you guys put out there is just garbage. It's garbage and you need to retract it. So there, there's the unsigned MITRE report. Go to the next one. And then here's 29 leading computer you know, scientists that refuted that report. Um, and you, you can see in some of the highlightings there, it says their findings were confirmed by CISA, which issued a security advisory about the vulnerabilities in June of 2022. So the powers that be know that our system is not secure. And the chief power that be, the, the, uh, uh, you know, Raffensperger, has known this for two years and he held another election in spite of the fact that he knew that this thing was like Swiss cheese or in my case, Alpine lace. It's got more holes in it. All right. Next one. This is more of the MITRE report. Those are the, those are actually the people that signed it. Go to the next one. All right. This is really kind of cool, too. So this is what Dominion says about Dominion. So in Dominion versus Fox News, there was something really interesting here. Go to the next slide here. All right, so internal Dominion documents confirmed that the machines suffered several potential glitches, all right? Eric Coomer, um, who's vice president of, you know, of strategy and security, um, you know, said that the software should be designed to detect and prevent, you know, these kinds of glitches that were experienced in Antrim County. And and he basically, he, you know, he says that there, you know, there's irregularities in the machine counts and, you know, and, and they, they, they it required Dominion employees to, to reprogram the machines, which you shouldn't be doing in the middle of an election. Go to the next one. Oh, actually go back to, sorry, I think we skipped one. There we go. All right. This is, this is the most, you know, damaging one that's on here. Sorry for the foul language on there, but um, he says, he says that our stuff is just riddled with bugs. And Coomer had been castigating Dominion's failures for years, and he noted that our products suck. You know, he lamented that almost all the Dominion's technological failings were due to our complete screw-up in installation. So you got Dominion saying that Dominion is crap. So I, I don't I don't know what else somebody would need. I mean, if I was a secretary of state. I wouldn't be fighting us the way that we are. I would be going back to Dominion and saying, hey, we want our money back. This is garbage. Well, you would be if you were fighting for China instead of the United States. But go ahead. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So so um, one of the things that we want to try and arm people with is that when you go and meet with your, you know, with your um, with your election directors or when you meet with the with the election board, um, you know, or when you meet with your county commissioners or the probate judge, a lot of times what's going to happen is that they're going to they're going to listen very politely to you, and then they're going to turn their head over to you know to the county attorney and say, "So what do you think?" All right? And county attorneys they get a spiff you know every month you know they get they get paid you know to 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 help try and keep the keep the county out of hot water, and their job is basically to say no to everything. Because if they say yes to something and then it comes back and, you know, and bites the county in the butt, then it means that they might be out of a job or they might be out of their, their little monthly income that's coming up. So they view the safest thing to do is to say no. And what we have to do is we have to show these people that hand marked, hand counted paper ballots recorded, you know, on a high definition camera for the whole world to see and stream is more transparent, more secure less risky and less costly. So on the risk scale where they, they think, you know, they're thinking that our, you know, our, um, our suggestion is more risky. Our suggestions are actually less risky. And if you're the county attorney and your job is to help, is to help, uh, is to help the county save money, save, you know, uh, and protect them against risk. This isn't actually a, this is actually a viable option to help and, and reduce that risk. So go to the next next slide there. So, so um, Georgia code says that um, basically if the machines are not you know are not trustworthy um, for any other reason, you can conduct your your elections on paper ballots. And some people will say, oh no no that don't that only that's only for um, for municipalities, and that's not the case. This is this is for counties. Our counties are in control of their elections. 
and these machines are not secure. We saw that, you know, we saw what happened in DeKalb County where they recounted the, you know, the, the ballots by hand and they actually found more ballots. They found an extra 1800 ballots that were missed by the machines. How did that happen? I can tell you it happened because of something called the Williamson error. We can cover, you know, another time, but the reality is the machines didn't catch it. Go to the next slide. All right. So the law says, you know, that, that, um, you know, the optical scanning machines, they, they shall, when properly operated, record correctly, correctly and accurately every vote cast. Well, we know from DeKalb County's problems that didn't happen. And, you know, and, and the machines shall be construed uh, or it shall be so con constructed that an elector may readily learn the method of operating the machines. I had to take a four hour class. I don't think that's readily you know, I don't think that's, you know, I don't think that's readily learning, you know, how to operate the machines. If I have to count a digital counter and I press one button to go up and one button to go down, that just took me like 10 seconds to tell you how to count, you know, count ballots, not four and a half hours. This is some really cool stuff right here. So in a case called Pearson versus Kemp, when Kemp was the secretary of state, the secretary of state argued that he had no lawful authority over county election officials. And so the rebuttal that we get a lot of times is, oh, hey, hey, but but Athens, Clark County, they tried to use paper ballots and the secretary of state fined them five thousand dollars a day for, you know, for not using paper ballots. Well, that is true. But and this is a very big but um, Athens, Clark County never paid any money. So you can do an open records request yourself and say, hey, show, you know, can you show me the receipts that show how much money was paid to the, you know, the secretary of state? And they're going to come back and say no such records exist because it never happened. I think I'm almost out of slides. All right. So you know what Brad Raffensberger is not? He's not a computer software expert. He's not a security expert. He's a civil engineer that, that was educated at the University of Western Ontario. I think in his graduating class, there was like 100 people. He has no computer science, you know, scientist programming, you know, or programmers on staff at the Secretary of State. And every time we get rebuttals, you know, from, you know, from him or anybody else that's on, that's on his staff, it's unqualified opinions. You know, they're paying for something that's coming from Dominion or, or citing that MITRE report that nobody signed and that a lot of, a lot of folks were saying, Hey, you, you guys need to take that back. All right. So our, I, I spoke about this at the beginning, the, the house caucus meeting that starts on Friday, Get this information to your to your House representatives, you know, this week. Don't bother with senators. They're not meeting. Focus on House members. Tell them that you want hand counted, hand marked paper ballots. Tell them we need their leadership. We need for them to stand up. Share it with your county boards. Share it with your election board. Go to those meetings. I know it's boring. I know it's a, I know it's a hassle. I go to them. I know my election widow upstairs is making me lunch right now. Um, she she hates them, too. But the reality is, is that nothing happens without bodies showing up and putting forth, you know, our grievances against the state. And that is protected by the constitution. So David, before we move on, um, so the recommendation is that they delivered this actual presentation to their house representatives, correct? You could, you could definitely take this one. You could go to gaballots.com. Um, you could go to voter GA, download, you know, down, take something and deliver it to them. It'll be very obvious, you know, what, you know, the, the presentations, or you can take this one. I'll, I'll, I'll post this one on gaballots.com also. Okay. We will also put it up on the Georgia record in a, in its own awesome. article. So folks can download it from there as well. Perfect. So you should be able to find it wherever you need to. Great. Go, go right ahead. All right. I think, I think that's it. What, what, what's the next slide? All right. It's time to save America. What will you do? There's too many people, like I said, looking at their phones, looking at their computers, you know, they're, they're watching, you know, watching things like this and they're saying, oh, somebody else will do something. I'm too busy. You know what? I'm busy too. get your butt out there and get to work. Well, that sounds great. Todd, what questions do you have? Well, I just have a comment. You know, the name Benedict Arnold is uh, well known for a reason. And at the Georgia record, we are committed to finding all the Benedict Arnolds in Georgia. All of you so-called honorable judges who are in the tank for the corruptive scheme of whatever's going on, who are getting money that you know is not appropriate and unethical and not saving our country, we're going to make you famous. You're not going to be welcome in, the, in Athens in the, in the box at the Georgia Bulldogs. You're not going to be welcome at the country club. Your grandchildren are going to be embarrassed to have your name. So just, just wait. It's coming. 
we know who you are and, and, and we're going to find out the rest of you. And it's not okay what you're doing. So that's really my only comment. Great. Stand up, stand up and fight. Thank you guys. All right, David, thank you so much for joining us. I guarantee we're going to have more conversations as we move forward, my friend. My pleasure. Thank you guys. All right. Thank you. All right, Todd, you want to, you want to welcome our next guest. I will. Just before we bring in Holly, yeah. uh, we talked about uh, using companies, local companies don't support the people who want to destroy the Republic. I know there are a lot of you who have college kids and children going to, uh, or grandchildren going to college this fall, and it's only a month out. So if you want to really surprise them, make their semester fantastic, go to MyPillow.com, get the mattress topper. I guarantee you they will love you. I know they need sheets, they need towels, they need it all. So don't go to Walmart. The stuff you buy there is going to wash away. You know, I bought a set of sheets at Walmart, and two days later, or two washes later, it was pink instead of gray. So get the stuff at MyPillow, support MyPillow, support America, use promo code CDM. And with that, we want to bring in Holly Kessler. Go ahead, Bill. All right. Holly, we met and had a really interesting time with uh, recently at the convention. Welcome, Holly. Yeah, thank you guys for having me on. Good to see y'all. You too. You too. Thank you for making time. Go ahead, Bill. Okay, so Holly, you, you're involved in a number of things and have been for the last couple of years or longer. Um, most recently, there is a, a, there's a pretty broad initiative called Paper, uh, Paper Ballots, Please. Um, some people just call it Paper, Please. And uh, you, seem to be, you seem to be getting a lot of attention. Can you spend a few minutes to talk to us about that? Talk to us about what's going on. Yeah, so uh, two guys from southwest Georgia, Grady County, they came up with the idea and they kicked it off. It's georgiansfortruth.org. You can go on there. You can sign up. You can order shirts. There's tons of information. I know we've got Voter GA. They have tons of information, too. But uh, but Sam and, and Field, they really did a good job just kind of kicking this whole thing off and, and jumping in, you know, feet first and helping us get organized across the state. I think that was one of the biggest things was we have so many groups and so many organizations uh, like you said, I can attest because I'm in quite a few of them um, mm -hmm. statewide and nationally. So but these guys came in and, and paper, please, or paper ballots, please seem to be perfect. You know, we're Southern. We all want paper. Um, add a little please at the end. It's perfect. You know, it's nice and sweet and Southern. So so it's really been awesome. We held our first rally. Uh, I know you were there, Bill. You covered it. Thank you so much for doing that. That was awesome. Um but yeah, it went really good. It was our first rally and in-person demonstration. We had 20, 25 elected officials come around from other counties. Some of them even as far as two hours away. Wow. So that was pretty incredible. Um, some municipality elected officials as well. That was pretty cool. So a lot of guys got up there. Well, guys and girls got up there and uh, and tested it out, sat down and, and checked it out. You know, did it, learned within 10 or 20 minutes, not you know, hours, like David was saying, um, it's a very simple, easy process. And I think that's one thing, too, that I learned is people need to really I feel like they have complicated our election process and the voting process mm -hmm. so much that people cannot even grasp the concept of how simple it really is. And it really is. It's just simple. It's like kindergarten math, you know. Um, so so we're doing good with it. It's there's a lot of energy around the state. It's um it's a little bit exhausting, but but there's yeah. there's a lot of energy and a lot of people. So we're getting a schedule worked out right now, and uh, we're going to be hitting the road and touring the state. That's great. I was I was uh, very encouraged and in some ways a, a bit surprised to see how many folks were supporting the effort, even from outside Georgia. Maybe you can talk a little bit about that. The folks that literally traveled in to support the uh, the uh, presentation in Spalding and and uh, and the notion of paper ballots, please. Yeah, so we had uh, Beth Beasel from come all the way in from Texas. Uh, Clint and Jody Curtis. So Clint is the one that um, originally hacked the machines uh, way back when. He's actually out of Florida, but he's in. Texas right now helping Beth. They're doing the same thing. They're doing a road show there as well. Um, so they were very gracious enough to drive all the way here, help us set it up, do the tutorial, you know, the walkthrough, the entire thing, um, and get people trained on it. We also had Karen Taylor from Audit the Vote PA. So they are a part of our Cause of America team um, and our National Grassroots Election Integrity team. And her and Tony Shop are just absolutely phenomenal. So they were there from Pennsylvania, and they're actually going to carry 
she actually took a lot of videos. I sent her a lot of clips to um, the tools and resources, you know, that we're using and things I'm putting together. And she's actually carrying that back to Pennsylvania. So, so it's spreading like wildfire. Um, as y'all know, and I'm sure have heard and covered, there's, there's several counties across the country that are moving in this direction. So I think one of the biggest ones and most notable, probably most surprising, you know, was Shasta County. California, but that's, that's mm -hmm. great. You know, California needs it too. The entire country needs to go back to it. So it was yep. really incredible to have that many, that much support and that many people from outside of the state. You, uh, you mentioned um, uh, Clint Curtis and some people don't remember or don't make the connection, but, and you mentioned he, he hacked the machines, not in a bad way. Um, right. He actually testified uh, before Congress, if I recall correctly, mm -hmm. explaining that he had um, been asked to do this and explaining that it was, in fact, possible. And if it's possible, potentially it's likely, which is very similar to what the Halderman report is, is coming up with. So uh, to have his knowledge and background um, presenting at these events really helps explain, you know, this is not uh, this is not a, a possibility that uh, is far fetched. This is very doable. And it needs to be it needs to be um, addressed and, and covered. It does. Absolutely. And it's nonpartisan, too. You know, that's the other thing is not only is it simple, not only is it cost effective. And, and like you heard David say, I mean, the numbers are staggering. Um, I'm running feasibility studies right now in all 159 counties. And it's just absolutely unbelievable what mm. counties are paying, you know, to use these machines and everything that goes along with them. You know, so they can yeah. save money. It's nonpartisan. The Democrats want it too. Um, actually, Clint Curtis is a Democrat. And yep. we just heard last week in Spalding, we heard uh, Dexter Wimbush come out and say, hey, we hate the machines too. We want paper ballots too. Uh, you know, so so this is nonpartisan. It's everybody really wants it and we're, we're going to get it. Yep. Well, that sounds great. Uh, can you tell us what, what folks should be looking at, where they can get more information and and uh, where, where they'll be able to see the, the events as you start getting them uh, scheduled more broadly. So for seeing the events, I'm going to be calling on you, Bill, <laughs> to help cover as many as possible. Oh, there you go. Question <laughs> coming back at me. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm going to spin it back around on you. So everybody has he's, to follow the Georgia record. Okay. He's used um, to it, Holly. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so, so getting involved, uh, Cause of America is a great website. You know, you can go on there, you can sign up. They have tons of resources. They actually have a library available. You can pull all, all kinds of information there. Uh, Georgians for Truth, you know, you can sign up there. We're all cross-referencing our database so that we're, we're pairing everybody up, getting everybody connected to each other in their counties where there's already working groups. Um, so those are the two options, you know, as far as getting signed up and getting involved or follow us on social media. I'm pretty good about keeping up with that and reaching out to people, although I do have quite a, quite a few emails I still need to need to follow up on. But um, but yeah, as far as information, I mean, there's tons of information. You Google it, you know, Google what you're looking for and or do a quick search and, you know, stuff will pop up. Voter GA has a ton of information. Like I said, Cause of America has a huge library of information nationally. And uh, Georgians for Truth has a lot of stuff as well. So we've got scripts and things too. You know, once we get people plugged in, we have a Dropbox link that people have access to statewide. And those are scripts people can take their county election board officials or their county commissioners, um, all, all kinds of things. We have a calendar, you know, a shareable calendar where we're listing every single meeting across the state so that people can not only attend their own, but they can actually join in neighboring counties or, or go and support where the support is needed. So... Mm -hmm. That's great. You, you don't have any, you don't have any uh, excess time left now, do you? With all that going on. <laughs> right. No, it's, it's pretty busy, but you know, we're, it's, it's crunch gotta, time. I mean, gotta be done. Just it's what we just got through talking there's, about. Yeah. There's no stopping and they are not hijacking Georgia a second time around. It will not Absolutely. happen. <laughs> Absolutely. All right. Well, thank you again for making time today. I am sure we'll be talking again as we get deeper into, uh, 2023 and uh, in through 2024. Todd, any last that last thoughts? No, thank you, Holly. We uh, really enjoyed meeting with you and, and Seth down in, uh, in at the convention. So appreciate it. Yes, sir. Thank you. Same to y'all. Appreciate you guys too. All right. Thank you, Holly. Take care. All right, Todd. Are we ready well, to go to the next segment? Or we... yeah, let's 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 get into it. Okay. So. What we, what we wanted to look at today was a little different P 
piece, a little different way of looking at what occurred down in Chatham. Um, let me bring you up to speed on some things that, uh, that we've done through, um, through the Georgia record and through CDM. Earlier this week, we spoke with both Mr. Tom Mahoney, who's chairman of the Chatham County Elections Board, and Mr. Billy Wooten, who's the election supervisor for Chatham Elections. Um, we actually spoke again after doing further research through the week. Uh, we spoke again on Friday with Mr. Mahoney's office, talked to a very nice admin assistant who uh, works for Mr. Mahoney, and we invited him to join us on the show today. Uh, unfortunately, we, we received no response. So what we'd like to do is take a closer look at exactly what happened. I know there's, there's a feeling about this, but let, let's take a look at some actual facts about what occurred during the meeting and, and so forth. Um, you'll, uh, we're going to play a, a short video for you. It's, it's one of the many videos, very frankly, that are available about the event. Um, but I'd like you to pay special attention to the timing. Um, we've, we've, uh, pared the video down. So we're essentially looking at from just before um, Ms. Margeroni begins to speak and, um, and to the point where she's actually removed from the room. So let me go to that for just a minute. And again, pay special attention to um, the actual timing. However, we have an added challenge in Chatham County. In Chatham County, I'm sure the board is aware that Mr. Wooten was brought before a grand jury in February by me for allegations of voting irregularities and falsifying documents. Based on the testimony of Mr. Wooten. Notice for a moment that Beth is simply standing at the podium speaking. She's actually referring to some handwritten notes so that she uh, can stay on time. Grand jury recommended that the Board of Elections improve training on chain of custody paperwork. The paperwork reviewed by the grand jury had many blank lines and inconsistent signatures, quote unquote. The chain of custody paperwork was supposed to be provided to me immediately per the grand jury presentment to the judge on March 1st, and I have yet to receive it. In addition, the grand jury noted that it received conflicting accounts from Mr. Wooten of what information is contained in the QR code printed on the paper ballot. It is requested that Mr. Wooten obtain this information. Okay, so let's talk about what we just saw. We timed the events on this video. Ms. Majoroni spoke for approximately one minute, 11 seconds, based on the video that, uh, that you just saw and before Mr. Mahoney interrupted her. Speakers at the uh, Board of Elections were told that they had three minutes to speak and were asked to stay within that time. And so she did not come close to exhausting her time. Um, in our conversation with, uh, with Mr. Mahoney earlier this week, uh, he did call me back on Tuesday and we did speak. And I asked him, you know, why was she removed from the meeting? And his answer was she was disruptive. And, and when I questioned further, he said she was disruptive and appeared, uh, uh, tried to take over the meeting. The video shows that uh, Ms. Majoroni simply was speaking from the podium and appeared to be reading from a prepared statement. She explained, I think, in her earlier uh, segment that she does that so that she can stay within the time allocated. Anyone watching this video can see that there is nothing physically disruptive about her behavior. As she says the words, conflicting reports from Mr. Wooten, Mr. Mahoney steps in and calls for her silence. 
And now let's take a, just a minute to go through the timing that you just saw. At one minute, 17 seconds, he bangs his gavel. At one minute, 23 seconds, six seconds later, he calls officer. At one minute, 30, seven seconds after that, an officer is at her side telling her to leave. And at 2.01, she is physically off the ground, um, being carried out the external door in the process of being removed. When they reach the sidewalk, which doesn't happen in this video, it's, it's off camera, they stand her up and release her. So in my conversation with Mr. Mahoney earlier this week, I asked, has this ever happened before? The, this looks bad, looks terrible. His answer was no. So he, it brings us to a few questions, and then we're going to look at, at some documents that back all this up. If this is, had never happened before, how did the officers know to actually pick her up and remove her? How did they know to go to that extent? And so quickly. And so quickly, so quickly, literally within seconds. How did the officers know to simply release her outside? How did they know not to arrest her? Was this a trespassing charge? Did anybody say that she had done anything wrong? How did they know to do these things in this manner and do them literally in seconds? What was she saying exactly uh, at the time Mr. Mahoney said she was out of order? And again, I already mentioned that he had described her as disruptive. She was standing and speaking calmly. The only thing she was doing was speaking. So what is disruptive about speaking? Was it the content? Was there something, something she said or perhaps was presumed about to say that they didn't want on the public record? Well, we don't know as we sit here. But the, the facts that you've just seen begin to pose really important questions. Was she again asking why she had not received the documents from the board and the uh, elections department as were called for in grand jury instructions that were released back in March? Bill, so let's let me ask you, did, did you ask yeah. him if, if they were going to provide the documents? I didn't get into that specific part of this. I was asking about the, the nature okay. of her removal from the, uh, right. okay. from the event. So uh, the Georgia Record and CDM were able to uh, secure copies of documents coming from the grand jury. These are the documents that, uh, in part, um, Ms. Majoroni is re referring to. So um, this happens to be a uh, presentation to the judge from the grand jury at the conclusion of their work. And you'll note that there's a couple quotes in here that are pretty darn important. Also, the counsel identified, the counsel um, uh, for the grand jury, identified the information requested by Ms. Majoroni that could be legally provided to her and requested that the May 24th runoff election chain of custody be provided to her immediately. It is the presumption of the grand jury and myself as foreman that this matter has been resolved to the best of our abilities. They're specifically referring to that particular sentence. However, also during the course of our investigation, we were provided conflicting accounts of exactly what information is contained in the QR code. Remember her words just before she's interrupted. Uh, again, contained on the QR code that's on the paper ballot. It is recommended that Mr. Billy Wooten of the Chatham County Board of Elections obtain this information and provide it to Ms. Majoroni within 90 days or a time set forth by the courts. This document was, was written on March 1st, 2023. What isn't currently seen by many people is there is a second document that was written uh, on behalf of the committee, which was formed to look into this entire uh, complaint by Ms. Marjoroni. Um, we've, uh, we've redacted the names of the me members of the committee uh, in the interest of, of uh, proper security for the time being. But here, too, they make some additional comments um, about their findings within this specific committee. They say within their document, Mr. Wooten did not provide the committee with the requested QR code information. We recommend this investigation not be closed and the investigation be continued. 
And all, the next, Mahoney, Mahoney is saying that they said they did nothing wrong. So that's not correct, right? Well, they, there's another quote in here we'll come back to. But, uh, okay. but this is actually very, very telling. When we get into when, when and how this happened, um, they say the investigation should not be closed and, and, and suggest that it be continued, meaning into the next grand jury. So the next grand jury should be provided this information within the four weeks, first four weeks of their term, so they are given enough time to complete this investigation. Outstanding questions as this document was written. Ms. Majroni's second complaint, errors or issues with the QR code on the physical ballots. Due to not receiving QR code documentation from Mr. Wooten, we were not able to thoroughly investigate this complaint. What information is on the QR code that is transmitted to the Dominion scanning system? Does the QR code create the scanned ballot image? What does it mean on the slog report, QR code signature mismatch? These are in actual documents written um, to the judge by the grand jury foreman and, um, and from the um, members of the committee. What is interesting is the dates involved. So uh, let's go back and we'll talk about dates for just a minute. The last time that, uh, that uh, Mr. Wooten appeared before the grand jury was March 1st. And two, I believe, two other members of the election uh, department appeared before the grand jury that same day. What was the last day of the in-person service of the grand jury? March 1st, same day. Now, they are allowed to conclude other, other work in the following, I believe, five days. And in fact, this, uh, this letter written by the committee was actually done two days after the presentment we discussed just a moment ago, where they said they had concluded things to the best of their ability. Yet in this document, they say the investiga investigation should not be closed and should be continued to the next grand jury. Why did that not make it into the main presentment to the judge? We don't know. We don't know as we sit here. But imagine this. They get testimony the same day that they are due to conclude their work, at least the work in, in person. And then, again, document dated the same day says that here's their findings. My first question would be, how long would it take to actually check on these uh, missing documents and claims that uh, Ms. Majoroni had brought forward? Is it more than one day? Perhaps, perhaps does beg the question, was, was adequate time given to this entire proceeding? And then two, was there, you know, was there some reason for not having this information reach the public? We hope that's not the case, but we do note that she was interrupted just as she was getting ready to talk about the conflicting information that seemed to be coming from, uh, from that department and from Mr. Wooten. It was very interesting. During uh, my phone call, I also had a call with Mr. Wooten on Tuesday of this past week. And I asked him, you know, th there seems to be a, a question surrounding some nature of documents that, uh, and maybe the validity of those. Are you aware of any of this uh, with the grand jury? And his answer to me was, no, I'm not aware of that. So I'm not sure where this leaves us. I suspect there's more questions to be delved into, but um, this is one of those cases where you need to go down into the details to actually look at some of the hard questions that are surrounding this entire event. So that's where we stand today. We will continue to, uh, to dig into more data as it becomes available, and uh, we are happy to do so. We, we think that this is an important one um, to get to the bottom of before we're done. So back to you, Todd. Well, I just have one question. I mean, how can, uh, is it Judge Mahoney and Mr. Wooten serve on such an important public office when they're not complying with the grand jury. Uncle I, unclear why and how. Yeah. You would see, you know, you, I didn't hear anybody respond to why or how these, these things that the grand jury asked for have been um, overlooked uh, or not, not complied with. But I mean, is, very is valid Ma question. Is Mahoney an, uh, is an active judge in Thunderbolt from what we understand? Well, maybe we should check that. But if you're not complying with the law, how can you be a judge? Is a, is a very good question, and 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 why would you, um, why would you presume to run the election, um, 
uh, board when it seems that the entire election department may not be fulfilling things that are asked for and, and instructed by a grand jury. A grand jury is, um, from, my, uh, from my legal friends, I understand that a grand jury is nearly the most powerful entity uh, in the county. Uh, Trump's almost everything else, if not everything else. So why wouldn't you comply with that? Fascinating. Interesting. Interesting. Well, more to come on this, uh, our friends here in Georgia. You bet your boots. So as we wrap up, uh, please support our no-ad subscriptions. Please support local companies like David Cross, U.S. Asset Management, and MyPillow, promo code CDM, for your upcoming college experience for your son or child or grandchild. Uh, We'll see you next week, Bill. Thank you very much. Thank you.